0: This is Murray Yates welcoming you today to Mission Breakthrough.
1: Merry Christmas. Christmas.
0: Good morning. We, this morning we are looking at praise. And last month we looked at what praise is. We saw how praise is based on our total joyful acceptance of the present as part of God's loving, perfect will for us. Praise is not based on what we think or hope will happen in the future. This is an, an absolute law, clearly observable in the practice of praise. We praise God not for what we expect will happen in or around us, but we praise Him who, for who, what He, for what He is. We also praise Him for where and how we are right now. It is a fact that when we honestly praise God, something does happen as a result. His. His power obviously flows into the situation and we will notice it. We will notice it sooner or later and a change very often happens in or around us. The change may be that we come to experience a real joy and happiness in the situation that we find ourselves in. And we... um, in the midst of what once appeared to be a miserable situation, all the situation may have changed. But this is a result of praise and must not be the motivating um, motivation for praise. Praise is not a bargaining position. We don't say, I'll praise you, Lord, so that you can bless me. To praise God is to delight ourselves in him. The psalmist wrote, Be delighted with the Lord, then he will give you all your heart's desires. We're also going to hear today of people's uh, what some people have experienced and they have used praise in this situation. For instance, this person had termites. After I, after I read your book, referring to uh, Reverend Cruthers. The first irritation I thought of was termites in, in our house. They were literally eating us out of house and home. Every day I had to sweep all over the house to clean up the sawdust from their continued devouring of our wooden structure. Six months ago I had started to pray that God would stop these little monsters. Over and over I claimed the house for God and tried to believe he would stop them exterminators exterminators tried every trick of the trade nothing helped when I finished your first book I decided to thank God for the termites all over the house I looked at their leavings and thanked the Lord that they were supplying exactly what I needed my private war was over and I was at peace the next morning I dreaded to go through the house but I gained But again, I determined to thank the Lord for every evidence of the termites' effects to eat our house out from under us. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't find any evidence of their work. The next day, I was even more surprised. No evidence again. It has been several months now and no sign of termites. I wouldn't have believed it if anyone had told me the story, but I know you will. I'm really quite a sane, ordinary housewife, but God has used this simple lesson to teach me something very wonderful. I'm thanking God for everything now, and other termites from my life are fading out of my life. <clears throat> another, th- another one uh, that, we, that we are looking at today is simply where a four-year-old prays for a mother's healing. When I learnt I was expecting my fourth child, I was exasperated. Many years had passed since the birth of our third child. I was unusually old, in my opinion, to be expecting again and resented this unexpected intrusion in my life. The baby was born with no complications. Mother and child were healthy. I heard you speaking, referring to a Reverend Crothers who, who had been speaking at their church. I heard you speaking on praising the Lord for everything and committed myself to praising God continually. With a rather weak faith but a strong determination, I praised the Lord for our new child. However, a few months later, I gradually became aware that something very serious was happening to my arms an examination revealed wheat-like cancer growth in the muscles in a series of operations doctors cut away parts of my arm muscles by the time our baby was four years old I had completely lost the use of my arms and was unable to fulfill any duties as a wife and mother Friends and relatives came in daily to do even the most simple tasks and my life became filled with grief that I was so completely helpless. Over and over I begged God to heal me but my faith was unable to believe his promises. Several prayer groups prayed regularly for me but their prayers did not seem to be answered. One morning... Our four-year-old baby girl said to me, Mummy, can I pray for Jesus to heal your arms? To humour the child, I, I somewhat absent-mindedly said, Why, sure, you can pray for me. The child took hold of my limp hands and prayed a simple prayer. When my husband came home for lunch, our little girl was in the kitchen playing. He said to her, Was your aunt here this morning? No. Was Grandma here. No. Who set the table for dinner? Mummy did. How could mummy do that, dear? She isn't able. Oh, Jesus healed her this morning. My husband ran to find me, and I greeted him with my arms lifted high over my head. Yes, Jesus healed me. My arms are well. I praise God for a nearby unwanted baby. And he he used her to heal me. If he had not given me this child, I might never have been healed. When I went back to the doctor for an examination, they could find absolutely no trace of cancer. And now, months later, my arms are growing stronger every day. There is, there is so very much what, what we do not know about revealing God's healing power. Remember that in this case, God started a plan nearly five years uh, prior to the actual healing and then used the simple faith of a little girl. His procedures may tend to frustrate us, but remember that he is God and that he loves us with perfect love. He wants such trust from us as he received from Paul in prison after he had been beaten and chained In an underground cell At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed And sang praises unto God And the prisoners heard them Another one that I wanted to share with you today Was entitled A Professor's Daughter in a Juvenile Home I am a professor in a distinguished and well-known college My wife and I have been Christians most of our lives When our 16-year-old daughter had a severe problem, we were in total confusion as to what we should do. She had become involved with a married man. When the problem was discovered, our daughter insisted she loved the man and would continue to be with him regularly, regardless of what he did. Illegal use of drugs was also involved. Legal authorities became involved and a judge decided our girl needed to be placed in a juvenile home for correction. His decision and the execution of it was a devastating blow to us and our children. Our position in the college and and in the community was severely threatened and we were filled with guilt over our failure with our daughter. We were soon nervous wrecks over the fear of what would happen to our child. The court decreed that the married man must never again contact our daughter. However, he continued to communicate with her in the juvenile home and declares they will get back together as soon as she is free. May I please come to see you and receive your prayer and advice? It was at this point the parents came to see me in Ambia. This is, uh, this is Pastor um, Cruthers speaking. They were from strong conservative fundamental backgrounds and had for many years believed in Christ as their Savior. But at this time they were desperate for help and needed a miracle. Most people can rest peacefully in a theology that denies the present miracle-working power of God until they are in deep trouble. Then they are forced to reach out for new answers. I explained to them that they first needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. This was foreign to everything they had ever been taught, but they wanted to be prayed for Jesus did baptize them. I then explained that God was using the entire experience that their daughter was having and would work it out for her good if they would trust him. It was difficult for these parents to be thankful for the problem that they had wrestled so many months trying to solve. But with childlike faith, this professor of philosophy and theology, Hebrew, Greek, and German, joined with his wife in thanking God that their entire family had been experiencing exactly what was best for them. Five weeks later the couple came back to see me, but they were entirely different people. They were bubbling over with joy. They told how their new experience with the Holy Spirit had given them complete peace about their daughter and many other things. One after another, they shared the happy experiences they were having as Jesus became more and more real in their lives. The most exciting thing was what had happened to their daughter. She had gone to a dance at the juvenile home. There she had seen things Go on in the rooms adjoining the dance floor that had seconded her, but they were very similar to things she herself had once loved. Something was happening inside of her that she didn't understand. She went back to her room and for the first time in several years she prayed. As she did, she was suddenly and powerfully aware of how mixed up her life had been. She prayed, God, if you are really alive, like my parents say, please help me. One after another her sins were poured out to God and forgiveness filled her heart, she was free. Christ was real. Life was real. Her next letter to her parents told of her growing hunger to be used by God to serve him in any way he wanted. The man in her life had been contacted and told she now wanted to end their relationship. Through praise, the parents had received from God the gift they had so desperately longed for. Colonel Crothers was speaking in a rather formal church in that area one evening and was inspired by one very happy, glowing face in the front road, the face of a young girl who was so overflowing with joy that she frequently said, Praise the Lord, in a whisper. She wanted to be in order, but her joy was so great she could barely contain herself. At the close of the service, she introduced herself to Colonel Crothers and when it dawned on him that this was a professor's daughter as her parents had praised God and she had been drawn by the Holy Spirit to accept Christ she had been blessed and she had been, she had blessed also many other lives parents you can cling to your children with all your might but the day will come when you realise you have to turn them over to God so he can be their father another one that we have here when I refer to um, Mr. Crothers actually his his title is Colonel Crothers and he is the chaplain he is one of the chaplains in the USA Army Um, here is another one dear Mr. Crothers And this was entitled, He Lived in Hell. Mother and I lived in hell because of my alcoholic father. No, I guess we didn't live, we existed. All my life we had little food, lived in the worst shack in town, and lived in fear of what my father might do to us next. In a drunken rage he would beat my mother and chase me through the house with a belt. I never saw him do a kind thing for mother in the first 30 years of my life. When I was 25 years old, I accepted Christ and came to know him in a very real way. Mother had been a Christian for many years. We started praying for my father. After five years of praying, we knew he was worse rather than better. Then I found your book, Prison to Praise, in our bookstore. After mother and I had read, we made a covenant with God to thank him for my father exactly as he was. That very night, my father came home sober for the first time in many years. He said I was walking down the street. When a hand came down on my head, I was scared stiff because I knew it had to be God. He kept his hand on me and wouldn't let go. I knew he was telling me to kneel and pray. I found a place between two buildings and knelt down. My whole life came in front of me, and I was so sick of myself I wanted to vomit. The more I prayed, the happier I got. Sir, my father hasn't topped, touched a drop since then. Mother acts like she is in heaven, and in a, in a way she is. And this was Colonel Crothers' comments. Please do not expect God to work the same way in every case. He meets each need in the way it needs to be met. His wisdom never errs from absolute perfection. This is considerably different from our wisdom, which has never been perfect even one time. And oh, in Romans 11.33, the Bible tells us Oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, and how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. We find another one that that came across uh, Colonel Cruthers' past um path and this one is entitled "Financial Problems." Dear, dear Reverend Carruthers, I live in an owner home that is now costing me ten times more in taxes than it did when I first moved here. I have two offers to purchase this property and would receive a handsome profit if I sold. In addition, I have. The opportunity to purchase another piece of property which is not as nice but can easily be repaired and made into something very beautiful. And now the big decision. Should we leave something we know and love and move to something not as nice? Or should we stay and trust our financial needs will be met? I'd asked for God's help and guidance in what to do, but kept going round and round, unable to make up my mind. I stayed in a turmoil about it. Then I read, Keep your eyes on Christ and keep praising him. This is what I have been doing lately, and what a difference it has made. It is amazing what happens when we trust Some people say they are waiting on the Lord to tell them what to do. I am so dumb that I need to be hit on the head with a hammer. Now I believe that in some way he will help me to know what decision to make in the meantime. In the meantime, I have experienced an overwhelming, amazing peace. And this is... Colonel Crothers comments. There are many people who have not had the experience of hearing from God but this is in no way uh, detracts from the power there is in trusting in him. If you do not receive any specific guidance from God this is your great opportunity to trust him and believe that even though you seem to be on your own you are never alone. His son is fulfilling his promise to be with you Always, even to the end of the world. <clears throat> and here is another one. And this was a p- person who had a problem with alcohol. Um, my husband and I were separated as a result of his many years of drinking. He was an alcoholic from the word go. I knew he was sick but I couldn't live with the violent rages he went into when he was drunk, and this was every day. For several years, I lived as as an alcoholic widow. Self-pity over my lot in life was a continual part of everything I did or thought about. Then a friend told me she thought I needed to read a book called Prison to Praise. I agreed to read it. By the last page, I agreed to thank God for my life as it was. A rest came over me I had never experienced before. People may find this hard to believe, but the very next day, my husband called me. He said, I accepted Christ last night and believe I am going to be okay now. We started meeting to talk, and I could see that he was different. We are back together now. And I cannot tell you how glad I am that God helped me to write that that book. Today we we will we are going to finish there. But let us remember this: that you too can start praising God. You too can turn to the Lord in your help, and remember the Lord loves you and he will start moving in the problem that you might have or the situation that you are in. And remember, above all else, God loves you. This is Murray Yates signing off for this week.